Welcome to The Lex Factor, a lawfully good podcast where we'll brief you on the business of law so you can build a better practice and capture more billable hours. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Lex Factor. It's your host, Lauren, here. And your co-host, Brad Bobble. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Ooh, wow. I even got a clap from the audience. Did you nice. see that? That is fantastic. <laughs> All right. Today, really excited. We have Tom Boster here. He is the CFO and COO here at Lexicon. Welcome, Tom. Welcome. Yeah, thank you, guys. Great to be here. Fantastic. So, Why don't you tell us about yourself? Sure. Well, as uh, Lauren said, I'm Tom Boster. I'm the COO and CFO of Lexicon. And really, I spend a uh, a lot of my day helping law firms uh, to really maximize their efficiency, help them to grow their revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, really, overall, I've, I've had a healthcare and law firm background, which has really, really kind of played nicely together, honestly. And so some of the things I think we could probably talk about today will actually really, some of the things will be things I learned from healthcare and some of them will be, you know, quite, quite law-centric. Mm-hmm. But overall, they're just good business fundamentals. You know, what we've seen with a lot of our guests is they have a, you know, a variety of history at different uh, industries, and it seems to always come into play in the law industry and helping in various, uh, you know, different techniques and processes. Yeah, I really do think it helps across the board. You can gather so many different experiences from so many areas, and it's going to help you somehow. So I have to ask, which role do you like the best? Ooh. Ooh. Choose wisely. Your boss is listening. <laughs> well, well, since you know, since hopefully our audience is not in healthcare, as, since we don't, the software doesn't service that area just just quite yet. I think I'm going to have to say I really like the law the industry oh, much yeah. much better. That's a great yeah. answer. It is, especially since we're on a podcast about that. This is yeah. true. I think it might have been planned. I also did healthcare and I hated it. So, let's be honest. <laughs> well, I will I will tell you the one one thing about getting out of health care and coming into the into the legal field is one, obviously we have ethics rules that we have to abide mm-hmm. by. And, and you know, it's very, very important to our, our lawyer friends that we that we help out with their business. Um, but uh, you know, it was quite welcoming not to have the federal government uh, breathing down your neck every other day and worrying about how you're paying your doctors, oh, um, whether or not you're, with, you're within the the legal regulations and mm-hmm. Stark laws and things, and things of that nature. So that is, you know, so I can give a truthful answer that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know the the lesser regulatory burden. Do you think that has anything to do with who makes the laws? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> My answer was also truthful. It was just a little bit more direct. <laughs> well, there is some, you know, definitely certainly overlap with HIPAA, PCI, oh, things yeah. like that. Sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So, Tom, what brought you to Lexicon? What excites you about Lexicon? <clears throat> sure. You know, the the thing that really excited me about Lexicon was that ability to to use my law background. Uh, and my overall professional background and really take it to not just serve a single customer. Um, actually, when I was in healthcare, we we did start a management services company that was really just mainly just a billing company, right? And the thing that really excited me about Lexicon was the ability to to use my, you know, my experiences to help build the software from the ground up and uh, also to, to service multiple clients and not, not just a single client. That's what I found the most exciting. Yeah, I totally agree. It's been a lot Absolutely. of Absolutely. You so. know, a lot of the people that get into the industry uh, that we've t- spoken to on this podcast talks about, uh, you know, just bringing up the knowledge of the other attorneys and, you know, being informational and helping them grow. And I think, you know, that's what you're, you're saying, too. That's what you enjoy about it, yeah. which really makes you passionate about your role. Yeah. yeah, and I enjoy stories uh, from lawyers about cases as well. Yeah, so that's, there that's, are some there's good some ones. good ones out there. That's that added benefit. Yes, yeah. the yeah. cat face. Yeah. That was an interesting. Oh, that was such a good one. <laughs> it's almost old news now. It is. Though, it's so, a couple you know. days old. 
Yeah. And so I think, you know, like Brad said, we have all these conversations and what constantly comes up and we end up talking so much about is the business of law, you know, and that's, I think, where across the board, so many people are lacking the business side. You know, you go to school to practice law, um, you enter the real world and you're like, oh, okay, I also have to advertise myself. I have to recruit new employees. Uh, I have to do accounting. Uh, I would hate that, but you're probably a little more excited about accounting than I am. <laughs> hey, I, I can uh, help with that. Not exactly. to be too salesy, but... Uh, we'll, ta- yeah. we'll talk later. Yes. No. Um, and so I think you, you, I'm really excited to have you on today because I think you're the perfect person to really dive more into that. We talk high level, we talk marketing, we talk branding. And I think what a lot of people don't think about as frequently is is processes, quality, things like that, and how those can actually affect your bottom line. Yeah, you know, and it's not, you know, I don't get the exactly get the the sexy topic, or or, or nor <laughs> the topic that uh, yeah, you know, or nor the topic that that really lawyers think about it on an everyday day basis. And and that's what I like to try to do is really give that that different perspective about. You know, you can look at your processes and and use some tools and and think about quality in in, in different ways uh, and really help move your law firm forward uh, more so than than just you know when you got out of law school thinking hey I'm just gonna I'm just gonna handle cases and handle handle problems for people and and, and move on so it's really some of these things can be really quite subtle and in the background uh, but really help people out a lot right yeah. And, and like you said, Tom, it's one of those things that is so important, but people don't realize they need to think about it and they don't realize how much of an impact it's going to have on mm-hmm. their business. Um, so I'd love to talk, you know, knowing that that's the case in, in many situations, if you were to talk to a firm today and say, hey, let's take these first couple steps to institute a better quality system, to institute some better processes. Let's take that approach and really dive into how you can help them, you know, day one, starting tomorrow. What can they do? What steps can they start taking? You know, the the first thing I, I like to talk with law firms about is is honestly that, you know, regardless of what kind of law you're in, what practice area, what types of matters that you're you're looking at or that you're trying to help out client, your clients with, you know, they all do have a phase to them. And really kind of breaking down uh, those phases is, is really a great start in order to to start breaking apart like, you know, what do I get? What? How much money you know is it going to cost my client, or how much revenue is it going to generate for me in each one of those phases? Is really some of the building blocks that I like to start with people. Very not to take this into an IT spend, but naturally, okay, I know. Brad, but go ahead. but it's oh, very much the same thing. <laughs> know. You know, you you talk about attorneys and firms. You know, really not thinking about process. That's the same from an IT perspective. But you don't know how to improve until you really understand the different phases of how things oh, go. Yeah. So then you can tackle each one and look for better opportunities to improve, both from financially or cost savings or whatever it may be. Yeah. I'll give you that one. Nice okay, tie-in. Yeah, you know, I, I like a lot of the data that, that it gives you and that can give to a firm. And it, and it can really help them from deciding about whether or not a certain practice area lends itself well to a fixed fee or a cap fee or or, or mm-hmm. hourly, you know, just depending upon what the, what the market is like for that practice area of law. Um, and so it, it really does help them kind of quantify what, what really works for them from a business standpoint is to understand what those different phases are. And, you know, just, uh, you know, what's, what's your customer journey like, you know, to mm-hmm. use a little bit of a marketing term over there with yeah. Lauren, you know, try to get her. So I got you on I the like IT it. side. I got to yeah. <laughs> enamor her with, with some marketing speak here. But, but no, really, it, it really is. It's kind yeah. of a, it does help you just sit back and think. And, and you know, it's, it's not really that 
as big of a business interrupter, if you will, to have someone come in and help you out and and take a look at just, you know, very, very high level. It can add a lot of value mm-hmm. just to understand what those phases are, where some of your costs occur, where some of your clients' costs occur, you know, and what, what sort of opportunities you have there from revenue and, and really giving your client the best value. You make a good point. You know, a lot of times, especially new, if you're new into process, sometimes it's a lot easier to have somebody come in from the outside and really just guide that session for you and say, let's talk about what do you do step one? What do you do step two? And guide that. Uh, So it's definitely a benefit. And then it really opens your eyes in the about of metrics that you can pull, what the value is. It'll, it'll, you'll see it soon. And even if you're doing the work yourself, just having someone guide you, you know, evaluate this area, look at this area. Mm -hmm. And I know you were just trying to butter me up with the marketing talk, but you made a good point. Um, Look at all areas. You know, if your goal is to increase revenue or open more offices, you may be thinking in a more singular fashion. You know, you don't think about the fact that, hey, quality is going to help with this or, hey, marketing is going to help with this. Make sure you're really examining all areas within your firm because there are pieces of them that can help you get to that goal. Yeah. And, you know, and I think it's important, you know, obviously I want to plug the Lexicon software uh, as I've, you know, I've, I've been very deep into, into the development of it. And really, I think it's a great software to solve problems for clients. But really, regardless of what software you're using, um, you know, having a software that supports case phasing uh, and really even if you just break the, your cases down to three, you know, three mm-hmm. different segments, uh, it, it can be extremely helpful and add a lot of value. Well, and then workflows, task management too. That's just something else that can help you keep on track when you're going through those phases. Yeah, and you know, I I really like to think of think about an approach. You know, you said where do you start, and I say, hey, with you know whatever those general phases are, and then you can start to break down into you know what are those actual tasks that are that are driving the underlying issues, and then as we move forward, once you understand those tasks, now I can think about how we're how we're completing those tasks and what what's the best practice for for me as an attorney in, in order to do that and so that's when the software really can can come into play right. and get helpful and and you know and you know and from a consulting standpoint obviously you know helping people break down those tasks it's not again it doesn't have to be overly complex to be beneficial and it doesn't have to take a ton of your time and if you use some software products to help streamline that, it, it really can get a lot of benefit for, for, for not that much effort. Yeah. And that, that's really the whole point, you know, using tools, whether it's software, an outside consultant, something, it helps cut down on that time you are spending. And that's time that you can be working on clients and things that are actually billable. Mm-hmm. And not to further butter up the marketing person over oh, there. Oh, tell me more, Brad. You, you go, for it, it, go for it. Go for it. It's fine. It's fine. But also when you start to, you know, document out those practices, those best practices, you really can take a look at your brand and see mm-hmm. what you're trying to sell in the organization. You may be putting on a front that you don't want to to your yeah. customers or, you know, whatever it may be. So it's, it all ties in what we've been talking about from exactly. metrics to one, process yeah. to brand to marketing. Yeah. Are you targeting those right people? Mm-hmm. Are you bringing in people who are actually paying you? Are you missing out on a huge segment of the market that, you know, you could easily evolve into? And it sure makes it much easier to measure when you have a process. Yeah, yeah. it sure does. And, you know, <laughs> when you can have a process and capture data, it makes <laughs> the world of difference. And, you know, and when you mentioned Brad, uh, brand, Brad, 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 Brand, Brad, Brad. <laughs> but but really, when you think about when you think about quality, you think about branding. You know, you, it makes you want to look at. You know, although lawyers don't always think of themselves as a brand, but every mm-hmm. single lawyer inside of a firm and every firm, you know, really has its own identity, its mm-hmm. own brand. And when you look at why, you know, why should I mess around with quality and thinking about 
you know, having a quality assessment done on my practice and and looking for, you know, some, some of those best practices, you know, look at the brands in the market today, Chick-fil-A, mm. they come to mind. You know, if you have client satisfaction, that helps actually increase how well people pay you, yeah. uh, how much they question your your bills. How much um, they suggest your services to one of their friends or exactly. family members. Referrals. referrals. So it really, you know, in other segments, you know, we, we talk about, you know, things like realization and things like, you know, how much of my bills do I actually collect uh, in, an, in a given year, you know, for, for given clients. And having a, a great brand and a trusted brand helps with collections and obviously it helps with, with, with marketing as well. Yeah. But, you know. Chick-fil-A, you know, we all know we get that same experience every time we go through Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Actually, on my way over here, I, I drove by. Is that why you were late? No, it's oh, okay. Excuse me. Well, <laughs> you didn't even bring us any fries. Hey, those nugs, you know. I, I, I <laughs> you got to have them. I have Friday quick, nugs. I, I have to get a quick fix every once in a while, right? <laughs> oh, but, you know, you know that consistent, um, oh, that, yeah. del- that service is there. And, man, I was like, I could not believe that, you know, we're in the middle of the afternoon here today. And it's just like double stacked, Line. you know, two lines, mm-hmm. lines through the drive through So wouldn't that be great no matter what kind of law you're practicing to, yeah. to have that kind of demand for your service? Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, I just read an article, not to take us off on a tangent about Chick-fil-A. <laughs> That's what we do. But, no, it, it ties in very well. Uh, the article was stating about how they measure each aspect of their business through process. They measure how long the drive through line is. But the, the interesting part about the article was that they weren't tr- afraid to try new technology. They, uh, you know, trying different ways for the drive-through, different ways for individuals to be able to work. Yeah. And that's something that I think, you know, law firms sometimes have a hesitancy to try technology. And I think if you have solid process to fall back on, that will take a little bit of, of the fear away to oh, try yeah. newer technology. Yeah. You know, I went to Chick-fil-A probably last March or April, right after COVID started and the drive through experience, you know, always amazing as we talked about, but it was, it was different almost immediately. You know what I mean? They had so much new process that they had implemented just to move people through quicker, knowing that they couldn't go inside. Mm-hmm. And like they were on top of it weeks after everything happened. Yeah. So just kind of think about that from a law firm standpoint, you know, whether, whether you're you know, in a very, very small firm and you just have a, a few few attorney peers. And even if you're just sharing expenses, you know, you want that to know that that your peers are delivering the same type of service that you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to take it further, hopefully you grow your business and eventually you take on an associate. And don't you want to know that you can't be there 24-7 looking over an associate's shoulder or a paralegal shoulder mm-hmm. to, to yeah. understand what they're doing. But if you understand what their processes are, and what you're expecting, and then maybe if it's reviewed on a sampling basis, you know, you don't have to review every single bit of work they can do. Yeah. But some of the magic of time saving comes like, hey, I can understand now what that individual that's helping me out on my on my cases and help to serve my clients are doing mm-hmm. and how they're doing it, and that it's in a way that I'm satisfied in a manner of I'm sat- satisfied with the quality of it. Yeah. But I don't have to, if I implement a quality system, I don't have to look at every single piece of work that they do to know that quality exists. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's where we can add a lot of value or, or I think that's, you know, a quality system can add a lot of value to to a law firm or, or to an attorney. It's kind of introducing some of those sampling uh, yeah. techniques to where you don't have to look at every single item that someone does. Now, obviously, if a paralegal is preparing a brief for you or a, or a filing, 
I'm not suggesting you don't look it over when it's your name <laughs> that's going on at the bottom of it, right? <laughs> we still we still want to look over those things, and if, you know if your signature is going on it. Obviously, that's important. Yeah. You know, I don't want Brad preparing the financial statements. Oh and, no, it no, would no, be a no. mistake. Know, fur- be further increasing yeah. that that IT budget <laughs> yeah. over there. Uh, no, but 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 seriously, it, it it does help to to utilize some good sampling methods and. In our CLEs, we we get really really deep into some things that will really make you know your eyes roll back in your head uh, from the standpoint of of why you don't need to look at every single thing and why sampling works. Um, you know some techniques you know that are based on Bayesian statistics, right? It's a podcast. We're we're hopefully we're slightly entertaining, so so I won't uh, I, I I won't go into it. But basically, there is. There is this great concept that says, look, if you know what a population is or I have a bag full of marbles, right? Um, Based upon what I know about the content after I've pulled different marbles from there, I can start to get ideas of patterns and and what the content of that bag is. After I've pulled enough, Mm -hmm. once I've pulled enough marbles, I, I don't have to empty out the bag. To, to get a good idea of what's what's in the rest of the back. And, and I, I think that's the that's the important part. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And at the end of the day, you know, obviously you've said some things, Tom, that are going to help our listeners institute that quality system and really understand why it's needed. Not only can you save time just not having to check every little thing, you know, you can take a couple days off work and trust that your team is going to take care of everything for you. But like you said, too, if, you know, you have a client that comes in, they have a good experience with you. You know, they're more likely to pay you on time, more likely to pay you in full, more likely to refer their friends to you and even come back if they need you again. You know, and imagine you go to McDonald's and have a terrible experience because it's not Chick-fil-A, you're probably going to go online and write a review. You know, and I think more people we all know are more willing to write negative reviews when they have a bad experience. And in 2021, access to the Internet, like those things can go viral quickly. And so you really have to keep in mind that, you know, the world is is different even five years ago, 10 years ago than it is today. And you really have to take more care of the clients and the people that you're working with. No, I think it's a great point. I think I think it's a great tie-in to why you know, the more public the world becomes, and the and the more easily it is for people to affect your brand and mm-hmm. and to touch your firm, you know, the 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 more opportunities there are for them to say good and bad things yeah, about right. you, and 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 blow you up online. Uh, you know, you might, they might need reputation management. Yeah, in, exactly. In that case, right? Tom, no. <laughs> Tom, not to put Some you... Some PR services, <laughs> reputation Who, management. Do we do that? I mean... Not no, to put yeah, you on the spot, but do you have... Uh, what would be your guess on the uh, uh, number of firms or percentage of firms that actually have a quality management system? Yeah, you know, it's ex- it's extremely low, um, actually. And you know, I, I I think I would give some firms some credit for some of the some of their training programs. You know, I, mm-hmm. I would say that those things are affecting their quality. But you know, it's it's definitely less than twenty percent of law firms overall out there uh, that that have any sort of you know you know true quality standards to where you know a lot of a lot of people tell you that uh, especially when they they first started that you know it's a little baptism by fire you yeah. know and you. You just hoped, you know, the, that the partner might be available to answer some of your questions, and and you know you, you did the best you could, and they reviewed your work, and they they yelled at you when you did bad, and, <laughs> and you know, and and they they just handed you the next file when you did good, right? Yeah. Wow. So yeah, 
What do you think their hesitation is? I think it's just difficult for them to understand the application of it, you know, kind of understand the why should I do something. And the direct benefits. And and the benefits, right? I'll I'll just be honest with you. When you you look at it, if you pick up a textbook, right, or you pick up an article, it can sound very difficult Mm -hmm. to to set one of these systems up. And that's that's what I was trying to hit earlier is that it really does not have to be uh, that, that difficult in order to get some benefit. Right. Obviously, the deeper you go, the more potential benefit you can you can get. But small steps make a di- make a difference in business. Yeah. So we should encourage, you know, just like you said, taking that yeah. one phase Baby at a time. Steps, yeah. yeah. So looking back at some of the clients that you've worked with, Tom, who have implemented a quality system, what are some of the most immediate benefits they've started to see? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, I mentioned the cash collection mm-hmm. a, a little bit earlier. Um, they definitely saw the realization on their on their bills go up. Customer satisfaction goes up. Every good quality system starts with, with measuring what you think is important. And then also, after you've implemented what you think is important, surveying back and talking to your clients and finding out what they think is important. Modify your system accordingly. And then on a periodic basis, survey your 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 clients. Mm-hmm. And so that increased client satisfaction um, is, is really a, a, a great benefit. And we, uh, as we mentioned before, we get those referrals and those online ratings. And when people Google us, um, you know, we, we, we come up more right often. Right there, yeah. yeah. Uh, are you a big fan of the Lex Factor, Tom? Are you a frequent listener? I am a frequent listener. Yeah? What's yes. your favorite episode? <laughs> well, I have to say. This one. Not to name names, but there was a opening of a Lex Factor that uh, had a certain individual who, may I say, their laugh may be characterized as a cackle. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with strikingly handsome, and then I figured I knew who you were talking about. But, Me? You know. <laughs> yeah, no, you're on every episode. Oh, he said okay. it was a certain- No, I mean, you know, Brad's sitting the closest to me, so I have to tell you that the security Lex Factor and the IT-based ones have been my, the most entertaining. Oh, okay. Right. Not All the right. marketing. On that note. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've never been a guest. It's okay. <laughs> Brad threatened to shut off my computer if I didn't plug <laughs> IT in. He, yes. he put a couple viruses in No, this. I yeah. would never. He's reading your emails right now. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> well, that's, that's routine. Yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you have to stay secure. Right. <laughs> All right, Tom. So, you know, looking back at everything we talked about today, if you said, you know, you had to say one thing that you want our listeners to start working on next week when they go back into the office, what would that be? What, what's your suggested baby step? Absolutely. Utilizing your software, some level of case phasing, so you can mm-hmm. at least start to gather data yeah. that will help uh, impact your firm immediately. Well, I think one important thing that Tom said was the surveying aspect. Yeah. You know, it's so important to not just do what you think is the best, but have that feedback loop. It is so important because that'll tell you if you're on with your brand. It'll tell you where you're at from a customer standpoint. There's so much value in that information, so don't forget the surveying part. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right, Tom. Oh, were you going to say something oh, else? Oh, I did have one more oh, little, okay. little snippet there. There's just so there. much a little you nug to share. Just, a, little, just, a little Chick-fil-A nug to share. A little nug. You know, just what Brad's <laughs> saying is that, you know, we we all have beliefs, right? And and we all seem to think sometimes that our, that our beliefs are objective. But, you know, in reality, even when it comes to practice of law or any profession or even accounting, um, you know, you do come up with some subjective beliefs, and there, therefore, you really need to get that feedback loop from your, uh, you know, your clients, so you can validate which one of those beliefs are really objective versus not, and so that you understand like what you're doing for your client makes makes a difference for right. them. 
Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Lex Factor. Tom, thank you for joining us today. And we will talk to you next time. It's been great. Look forward to doing it again. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for tuning in to The Lex Factor. Lexicon takes care of business so you can take care of law. Learn how to build a better practice at lexiconservices.com.